A goddess entrepreneur sees her business as a spiritual devotion and service to the collective. In this podcast, you can expect to learn all about feminine-led business and specifically online business. Here, we see entrepreneurship as the path to self-mastery and liberation. I'm your host, Mari Grace Theory, and in today's embodiment episode. I'm continuing on the thread from last week about our feminine cycles as women and specifically getting into the blood mysteries. Now, if you told me way back in the seventh grade when I first got my blood that at age 34, I'd be regularly putting my moon blood on my face and watering my plants with it, I'd be like, what the fuck? But this is all normal behavior at this point in my life. For my interview with a goddess entrepreneur this month, I interviewed Kasha Diana of The Temple, and we get more into things to do with your blood. So be sure to be on the lookout for that episode next week. It's a really, really good one. So what are the mysteries of our blood? Is blood something to simply discard in the toilet? Is our blood a hindrance? Is it disgusting? Are women really unclean during their bleed? Do they really need cleansing? (laughs) Now, everyone has a right to believe whatever they want. However, I'm going to say that the answer to that question is a big fat no. To me, lovemaking while bleeding is an extremely personal choice, whether it be for pleasure or for ceremony and magic, or whether you choose to completely abstain. It's all correct. We live in the land of both and, remember? And I also just want to say that if you're a woman listening to this who has had a hysterectomy, you still have an energetic womb space that you can tap into. You can still absolutely have a cycle because at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter, male, female, whatever, we are all influenced by the moon. Women are most obviously influenced by the moon. It's way more in our face, but technically anyone can cycle with the moon if they set the intention. Okay, so on to the mysteries. But before I do, first, I want to shout out my teachers on this topic. Uh, Chentia Devi of Goddess Rising, Amea Cohen of Woman Rising, and Maria Stark, who runs the program Voice of My Womb, which is absolutely beautiful and I highly recommend. What I'm about to talk about are all things that I have learned from these three women and a few other places over the past seven years or so. And I'm deeply appreciative. And they are all also total badass goddess entrepreneurs who I would love to have on the show at some point. So let's manifest that all together now. So a mystery is something which is beyond understanding. 
And how is a womb not the perfect example of this? It's inside you, but you can't see it. You can't see the baby, but you know it's there. It's a mystery. It's an entire universe. It's a portal for souls to incarnate. It's a portal for creation to come into being. Whether that creation be a child, a project, an artwork, a song, a dance. And I want to talk to you today about the blood gates. And we as women, we have five blood gates. Now, this first blood gate that you pass through is your own birth. When you're born, there is blood. And you receive that last bit of shared blood from your mother through the umbilical cord. And you begin your life as separate from. Yet, you are entangled with your mother with an energetic umbilical cord until you come of age. Now, the second blood gate is when you bleed for the first time and come of age. This is now the time when your womb portal is active and can conceive, implant, gestate, and give birth. Now, in almost all societies, except for this fucked up one, coming of age is marked by ceremony. It's when the child cuts the energetic umbilical cord, fully individualizes, and often chooses their own name. Many, many cultures gave a child a name that they knew was temporary. And then it became the child's responsibility of coming of age and passing into adulthood to choose their own name and thus their own destiny. When your primal sexual nature comes online as you mature, it completely changes you. Now, Menarche is a prime example of how mystery has given women power and respect. Before the advent of science, menstruation was biologically confounding. How could females bleed thus and not be injured? This must be magic. This ability to bleed and yet be well. Long before conception was understood to require fertilization, Females were thought to generate life simply by withholding their menstrual blood in some autonomous process. The sexual act was not linked to conception. Females were apparently stirred by spirit, then retained their blood, gestated, and brought forth new life. This blood is sacred. Thus, menopause, which I'll talk about in just a moment, was viewed not as a loss, but as an increase of power. And older women who permanently retained their blood, therefore they transcended the cycle of death and rebirth, and they became just the same as the source of creation itself. But when Christianity recast or rebranded the female body as evil, the source of original sin, the womb ceased to be a sacred temple 
and the blood mysteries were no longer acknowledged. And as science deconstructed human beings to a set of physiological functions, medical technology developed to further separate body and spirit. Now we have tools to quote-unquote aid the birth process, medications to ease menstruation or cause menstruation to not even happen, (laughs) which blows my mind, or override the effects of menopause, and surgery to remove the womb, which I am not at all trying to demonize. I know that sometimes it happens, okay? You can still tap into your energetic womb. Now, we seek to tame and dominate a we. What am I saying? We. (laughs) The patriarchy seeks to tame and dominate the forces of nature by planting crops that deplete the soil and raising forests and polluting waters. Now, this would be completely unthinkable in a world that reveres the feminine aspect. (sighs) And it's just heartbreaking, honestly. I long to live in a world where the feminine is respected. And I do believe that we have the potential to witness the rise of the divine feminine. We are witnessing it. And it is my hope and my prayer that we witness it brought to its full exaltation. So the third blood gate is when you yourself give birth, which of course is okay to not partake in this blood gate if you don't want to. You aren't going to be missing something from your life or spiritual development if you choose to not give birth. However, if you do, passing through this blood gate is becoming part of the real Holy Trinity, the father, mother, and child. You are reborn anew by giving birth. You will never be the same again as your identity now revolves around another who is part of you. Your ultimate protection and nurturing is activated through this gate. And the birth process is full surrender as you stand at the gate of life and death and you have every right to be there. I repeat It is your domain, woman. The fourth blood gate that we pass through as women is menopause. And as I mentioned before, this is the holding of the blood, which in ancient times was seen as incredibly powerful. Women didn't just become barren and be tossed out. They were seen as even more wise. Crones, respected elders, This is the phase of life where you embody your wisdom and walk between the worlds. The fifth and final blood gate is death. This is when the blood dries and returns to the earth. It is darkness, silence, transcendence, remembrance, and reverence. The final blood gate that we will all pass through, no matter what. Now, goddess, these five blood gates are major physiologic milestones in your life that you are not divorced from. 
Society may tell us to sweep them under the rug and not make a big deal, but why? To what benefit is it to deny these processes? To pretend that they don't mean anything? Doing so does not benefit women. Most of us are trained to hate bleeding, and rarely is our first blood celebrated with the joy that it should be. Movies and TV shows smack us over the head with birth is painful again and again and again. Now, who do these beliefs benefit? Not women. I could go on a full tangent about medical aid during birth, and I haven't given birth, so I'm not really an authority on the subject. And I will do an entire episode on it eventually with a guest. But birth is not a medical event. Birth is a natural physiological process. You don't need help. You don't need to be saved. And even worse, when you give birth in a hospital, most women, sadly, come out with trauma from their choices being trampled over, their wishes ignored, and a huge hospital bill. All while the hospital will sell your placenta and make fifty dollars to $100,000 in the process. Yeah, $50,000 to $100,000. You got that right. They sabotage your rights, your womanhood, traumatize you, charge you, you know, tens of thousands. It's usually birth is like 10 to 30,000. And then they steal your placenta and make money off of your trauma. And it's fucking disgusting. So if you can, please avoid hospital birth at all costs. And like I said, I will do this topic justice and do an entire episode about it. I'll probably bring on Tori, the noble mother, because she's amazing. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Blood. Blood. In fact, that's, I would just go on a slight tangent. That's a big reason that a lot of women end up going to the hospitals because they're like, this is too much blood. But it's birth. There's going to be blood. You're okay. You're okay. Okay, this is not medical advice. <laughs> not medical advice. My mother hemorrhaged when she gave birth to me. And so, of course, her story is, oh, I would have died. But the doctor also broke her water. Now, if she had just allowed the physiological process of birth to unfold, would she have hemorrhaged? If she hadn't forcibly had her water broken, would she have hemorrhaged? Just a question. So yeah, moving on. <laughs> your blood is also one of your vital signs. So you can look at your blood each month and get a pretty good gauge of, for your hormonal health, which is super cool. I like to collect my blood. <laughs> like I said, I water my plants with it. I do a little face mask with it. But yeah, Elisa Vitti, her company is Flow Living. She has like a couple books. She has an article about this that I will paste in the show notes rather than just like, you know, word vomiting what she says about it on this podcast. But it's really fascinating. It's, you know, it's like us as women, we have this extra vital sign, which is so cool. And then the final blood mystery to look out for that I think is cool is when do you bleed? So if you're not on synthetic hormones, it's extremely likely that you will bleed with either the new or the full moon. Bleeding with the new moon is called the white moon cycle, where you essentially bleed with the new moon and you ovulate with the full moon. 
and this tends to be the most common among women. But bleeding with the full moon is called the red moon cycle, where you bleed with the full moon and you ovulate on the new moon. And women who experience a red moon cycle have historically been thought to be healers, wise women, or medicine women. These are women who take care of other women who are bleeding when they themselves are ovulating. So it's kind of like you have opposites so that they can take care of one another. And bleeding with the red moon cycle is also associated with creation in realms other than getting pregnant and having children. So this is like when your focus is on art or business or a new way of being for yourself and and for others. So just something really interesting to pay attention to if you haven't ever paid attention to that before. And I also just want to note that just because you bleed with the full moon doesn't mean that you aren't fertile. So if you are trying to get pregnant don't worry. But it may mean that you are being called to women's work. So feel into that and explore if it resonates with you. If you'd like to get more in touch with your blood and your cycle and get on one of these moon cycles, you can spend more time in nature, less time around synthetic lighting, especially after dark. And of course, track the moon. There's a lot of cool moon tracking apps. However, if you don't perfectly sync up with the moon, again, don't worry. As long as you're having a healthy cycle that is consistent for you, this is what matters. Monitoring your blood and your cycle for length and looking at the color and consistency and tracking any other symptoms you experience from PMS to bloating, to maybe even acne, that's more important to your health than syncing with the moon. And, and I've found that even if you focus on those things for a little while, eventually you will sync up with the moon. So focus on those things first and then you will find yourself probably bleeding with one of the moon cycles, either the white or the red. And yeah, be sure to listen out for next week's episode with Kasha where we'll get into more about what you can do with your blood and all things womb wisdom. So to sign off today's episode, I'd love to share a spirit song with you that I channeled a long time ago, but it came through a couple weeks ago for refinement and it's now ready to share. Part of it came through maybe even years ago and I never really finished it, never shared it, but it came through the rest of the lines came through. I refined it a little bit. And I just think that this is the perfect episode, the perfect opportunity to share. So if you're currently multitasking or listening to this show sped up, I invite you to come back to normal speed. And I invite you to stop what you're doing. Close your eyes, put your hands on your womb and listen to this wonderful song. It's my gift to you. You're welcome to sing it and share it. I just ask that if you share it, you mention my name. Thank you. The real world wide web is the one that women weave with the energy of our womb. 
The real world wide web is the one that women weave with the energy of our wombs. My womb knows when to sow, when to grow, when to let go. Our web knows when to weave, when to grieve, when to let it be. The real world wide web is the one that women weave with the energy of our As usual, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or share to your Instagram stories and tag me at goddess.support. I live my life in full devotion to your empowerment. And in the spirit of your empowerment, I have a masterclass for you. The Spiritual CEO Tools Masterclass, which you can access completely for free via the link in my show notes or just head over to my website, goddess.support. It's informative and fun, so I hope you'll check it out and rise into the goddess entrepreneur you desire to be. Blessings to you and yours, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>